Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday, February the 9th, 2024. As always, I give God thanks for you, not only for what he is doing in your life, but what he's doing in the life of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected you and I too for such a time as this. I praise God that we are divinely connected, that whenever you find the time to listen, whether it's the actual day, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's a year from now, five years from now, this is by divine appointment. And so I thank God that you found this prayer podcast and I thank God every time he uses me to have an opportunity to read the word, to share the word, to sing, even though y'all know I really can't sing, whatever it is that God is doing, because he's God, we just say amen. Because all of his promises are yes and amen. And that takes me to the scripture that I read on yesterday in 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. If you've not gone back and read that, please do so. Um, One of the things that I wanted to bring to your attention and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about on this morning is about context. Is about context. There are definitely scriptures that we can, you know, when people say, well, you take that out of context. Well, yes and no, right? And what I mean by that is that there are certain scriptures that in context are not. God's promise still remains. In context or not, God's promise still remains. And we have to know that because we're not living in the same time as the Old Testament, right? We're not living in the same time as the New Testament. And so if it was about literal context, then we would not be able to apply those things that we read that occurred you know, way, way, way before our time, right? We would not be able to apply them in the 21st century. But the fact that we can still says that we can take scripture from from the Bible and apply it today while still studying to know the context. We can do both and we should do both. So I wanted to tell you something in which the Lord had given me earlier in the week, but I decided, you know what? I'm getting dressed this morning, y'all, as I'm doing this podcast. Um, As I was reading it, for once, the context really took hold of me in terms of what Jesus was talking about. And then I had to really talk about, okay, Danita, what is the application today? So I just wanted to give you an example about how this works. So second Peter chapter three, verse number nine says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. So many of us have heard that scripture, right? And and we take it for everything that it pertains to, right? Well, the Lord promised you a husband or a wife, he's not slow in keeping his promise. You know, if the Lord promised you a new job or if the Lord promised you this or whatever the Lord has promised you, right? He's he's not um, 
you know, he's not slow. Instead, he's, you know, instead he's working it out. He's doing this. He's doing that. And that is true because the Bible says all of his promises are yes and amen. Right. And the Bible tells us that the heart, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Right. You know, the Bible tells us, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait, I say on the Lord. So there are scriptures in the Bible that tells us to wait on God. There there are examples in the Bible, Abraham and Sarah, right? How long they waited to get a child. That's why, you know, Sarah told Abraham to sleep with Hagar, right? So we see these promises, in, in terms of how the children of Israel, right? How long it takes sometimes to get the promises of God. So the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. So whatever God has promised you, right? According to the word of God, both Old Testament scripture, New Testament scripture, plus the examples that we see in the Bible, you can count on it, right? You can count on it. You can take that to the bank. Right. The Lord has a track record from Genesis to Revelation in which he keeps his promise. He is faithful. Right. He is faithful. So whatever God has promised you. Right. Understand it might be slow coming, but it's on the way. Even I uh, say this story a lot of times about Daniel. When when Gabriel came, the messaging angel came to Daniel. He said, I heard you the first time that you prayed, but he got caught up with the prince of Persia. They were fighting in the heavenlies. They were fighting. And then Michael came, right? The warring angel came for reinforcement. But Daniel's steady praying. He doesn't know what the holdup is, but we have to realize that when we pray, there there's sometimes sometimes there can be spiritual interference from the enemy. That is a case where the enemy got involved to stop the promise from coming, to stop Daniel from getting the word. So that is an example that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. And in the context of the scripture, this is talking about the day of the Lord's coming. The day of the Lord's coming. When we look at Verse number three, it says, above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming? He promised. Right. That's why people continue in sin because they're like, ah, God's not coming back. You know what I mean? This they were saying that when my granny was here. They were saying that this were the end times when my great grandmother it was here. Right. So scoffers, like, well, where is he? When is he coming back? And so, okay, because they've been saying this for so long, just like when Noah was telling people it was going to rain, it had never rained before, right? Nobody has ever seen Jesus come before. So it's like, okay, whatever, I'm going to keep doing me. I'm going to keep living my life, right? I'm going to keep living my life like it's golden, right? That's what the Bible talks about, right? But then five says, but they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, right? By his word, he made the heavens and the earth. And by the same word, hallelujah, right? The heavens and earth are reserved for fire by that same word in which heaven and earth came to be. That's that same word that's going to come. 
that's reserved for heaven and earth by fire because it's being kept for the day of judgment. But then, he, but then Peter says, but do not forget this one thing, <laughs> one thing that a day with us is like a thousand years unto the Lord. So you think if our great grandmothers, great, great grandmothers and fathers were talking about this, we're that much closer. We're that much closer. So then the Bible says instead he is patient with us. Aren't you thankful God is patient? I know when people do stuff to you and I'm like this sometimes too. When people do stuff, you know, to me or to my kids or to somebody I I love. I'm like, handle it, Lord. Handle it right now. Handle it right now. Right this second. Give them everything that they deserve for what they did to me. Strike them down, you know, handle it like that. That is a very human feeling. And if I say it's not, I would be lying. Now, have I gotten better with that? Absolutely. I've gotten better. But have can I sit here and say I've never felt that way? Oh, I would be lying. I would be lying. And God knows my heart anyway. So I might as well tell the truth and shame the devil. Right? Because we all get that. Do it right now, God. Get them. But the but I'm so thankful that the word says that. Let me go back. Instead, he is patient with you. So he's patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So it's not that God is slow. Right. In terms of when he's coming back. But, but God is patient. He doesn't want us to die in our sin. Any more than he wants to hurry up and get that person back that did, that did you wrong, that did me wrong. He wants them to come to repentance. True repentance. Because remember, true repentance brings a godly sorrow that brings about a change. If we're just sorry... But there's no godly sorrow. And if that godly sorrow doesn't bring about a change, then we just said that we're sorry for GP. We just said it, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. If someone says, I'm sorry for disrespecting you and they don't disrespect you again, that sorry meant something. And they're a believer. That sorry meant something. And the Lord is dealing with them. But if somebody says, I'm sorry for disrespecting you and they disrespect you the next day and they disrespect you five and they're still disrespecting you five years from now and they're still disrespecting you and they, oops, I'm sorry. Oops. It it doesn't mean it doesn't hold any weight, but it's the godly sorrow that brings about a change. Why? Because 10 says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. We won't have a clue. We'll be content, like the Bible says, we'll be going about our day. I'll be up. I'll be getting ready for work. You might be listening for prayers for your day. You might not be. You might already be at work. You might be at the dinner table with your family. You might be asleep. But the day of the Lord is coming. And it talks about how that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire. 
and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Every time you cut on the news, you see something crazy going on. Guess what? There'll be nothing crazy going on. There'll be nothing crazy going on. We're going to have peace like never before. We're going to have joy like never before. People that that have gone on before us, their bodies are healed and whole. And they wouldn't come back if they had a choice. Because they're in the presence of the Father. How do I know that? Because the word says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That is a promise. Then when we are absent from our body, we are present with the Lord. See how I can apply that? But I wanted to show you in this context, we are talking about repentance. And we are to live a lifestyle of repentance. A lifestyle of repentance. And be specific when you ask God to forgive you. Be specific when you go to that person in which to ask for their forgiveness. But even if they don't give it to you, if God gives it to you, who the sun sets free is free indeed. You will be free in Christ. So when you see that person who's done you wrong and they walking around and you like, man, God, you ain't, you didn't get them yet. You ain't get them yet. The Lord is slow in keeping his promise. He's patient. He's patient. Because he wants that person to repent. He wants us to repent. So that no man would perish. No man. I love you all. Have an awesome day. Be blessed. Bye-bye.